This is episode four in our hashtag mum life series. Today we're talking about a slightly different topic for me and is all about juggling business and babies. I know you're going to love it. So enjoy. Hey mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for Welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. I am loving this series and I'm loving all your feedback on this series. We are up to episode four of six in our hashtag mum life series with the wonderful Jen Butler. You can find her on Instagram at Jen Butler Early Parenting. Go check her out. She's like my soul sister. We're very similar and I know you guys are loving this chat. So today, slightly different topic to what I guess I would normally talk about on a quote unquote physio podcast, which is not really what this podcast is about. That's one aspect of what I am, but I'm also a mum and I'm also a mum who runs a business and turns out I feel very passionate about business and I felt it was really cool. Jen and I have so many chats just amongst ourselves about how we juggle business and having a family and having young kids and trying to find that balance between, you know, running an amazing business, but also being really present with our kids and how do we juggle both? And I know we're not alone in this conversation. So I wanted to share it on the podcast because I know there's so many mamas out there also, whether you run your own business or whether you work for someone, but that whole career and motherhood juggle and trying to find that beautiful blend or balance or juggle or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's so, so important to be having this conversation. So that's what Jen and I are chatting about today, which is awesome. I'm so excited. Now, remember, this is episode four, which means we've already had three episodes released in this hashtag mum life series, which are all up inside my pregnancy posse program. So members go check them all out. But we have talked about matrescence after three three babies and what we've learned we've talked about sleep and what that looks like for us right now and different sleep tricks and tips that we've learned over the years which have really helped us mentally to get in a good headspace around sleep and we've also spoken about postpartum mental health such an important topic so if you haven't you don't need to listen to those before today's episode but I definitely at some stage would go back and check them out really really important content in there but today we're chatting all about business and I think Again, this is such a, it's my reality right now. For example, I've just put Luca down for a sleep. She's in the room next to me. I'm jumping on the mic. I'm recording this intro for this podcast. She'll probably wake up in 45 minutes and then I'll be back in mum mode. So it's this constant for me, two days a week I work and it's this constant taking my work hat on and off, on and off and just learning how I can work within those frameworks. It's really important for me to have boundaries around that. And even in this podcast chat with Jen today, um, just perfect timing, Georgie, her little baby, decided to come and join us during the chat, which is just perfect timing. (laughs) Jen is feeding her little girl while we're chatting about the business juggle, which you couldn't have planned any better. But in this chat today, we, we go the behind the scenes look into our businesses and what they look like, what our goals for the future are, what boundaries we have in place around business time and family time, how we structured our maternity leave this time around and what we planned during our pregnancy so that we we could have a really wonderful postpartum experience. Um, We talk about 
how Jen's philosophy about body before business, how she prioritizes her physical health before she does anything in her business. We talk about accepting this season of life and how it's going to look different right now compared to in the future and how we need to lean into this newborn phase. We talk about batching our work to be more efficient. We also get into a chat about syncing our cycles. So whilst Uh, Jen and I are not menstruating yet we do have a real fascination around the female cycle and syncing that in with your work schedule and that's really fascinating that's definitely a podcast I'd love to bring out in the future with um, another lady Nikki who knows a lot about that we talk about what's lighting us up in our business at the moment we talk about authenticity and abundance mindset in business and what our team looks like so where we're outsourcing and where we're getting help with things. So it's a really, really fantastic chat. And if you are right now listening to this, you're pregnant and you are a busy mama also trying to juggle work and looking after your body and you know understanding the pregnancy journey and wanting to lean into that I really do invite you to come and join me and hundreds of other pregnant mamas inside my online membership program the pregnancy posse because I have designed this program for the busy woman so all of the workouts that we do which are specifically tailored to each week of your pregnancy they're only 10 to 15 minutes long because I know that we are busy these days but I know just how important it is to keep your physical vessel that is holding this child to keep that strong and healthy and well. And we want to feel good in pregnancy. We want to be strong for birth. We want to be strong so that we have a really great recovery after birth. So we do pelvic floor exercises. We focus on our posture, our core, our glute muscles, our arms, all of it, but in 10 to 15 minutes. So it is like the most efficient way to work out. Plus there's a whole library of education. There's a beautiful community and all of that. But If you're listening to this thinking, I'm busy, how do I do work? How do I work out? How do I learn about the pelvic floor? Come and join me and hundreds of other pregnant mamas inside the Pregnancy Posse and I can give you it all on a plate. You don't have to spend hours researching. (laughs) So I'm looking at you, busy pregnant mama. You can find out more at thepregnancyposse.com and you can trial it for seven days. So come and chat to me inside there. But without further ado, let's jump into episode four in this hashtag mum life series and let's chat with Jen all about blending business and babies. Enjoy. Georgie has just come to join us because she needs some food and we are literally about to talk about how do we manage the business juggle. Also massive lol at you having to hold the microphone. I know, look at this. If this is not women, women are amazing. No, oh no, I'm not talking to you, Georgie. You've got to feed. Hats off. To any mum trying to do more than just the bare minimum parent keeping her alive. So this is the perfect segue, Jen, because I wanted to talk to you about business because I think this is, I don't know, I don't hear a lot about women in business talking about the depths of the newborn days and how they juggle it. And I know you and I talk about this stuff together all the time and it's a real passion of mine and I assume it is of yours as well. But like I know for us both, it lights us up having our own businesses. It lights us up serving other women. And we want to do that while we're having our babies, but it doesn't, it maybe doesn't look as glossy on the outside as it is. And I think it's good to have this discussion about how we do it and what, what our businesses might look like just to let women in behind the scenes to see Absolutely. what that could look like. Cause again, maybe I'm just not looking in the right places, but I don't see a lot of that, especially with newborns. I see a lot of like mums with primary age kids who are trying to do the business thing but in the thick of it right now I'd love to talk to you about it so let's start off with 
What at the moment is your work-life family balance looking like? Wow. And this is like in the last, literally in the last 24 hours, I was like feeling completely unaligned. Yes. Where I was like, no, this is this is not what I envisioned is me almost feeling like I was going straight back into it. So just to give it a bit of context too, like I probably did quite a bit of work between the ages of her being about six weeks and 12 weeks. I actually found it easy then because she was like sleep, you know, they're not, they don't spend a lot of time awake. She'd be turning around and having another sleep and she wasn't like doing a lot of the shorter naps. So I actually had a bit of time up my sleeve. And so I actually found that I did a lot of work then, whereas it's now where I'm going, you know what, like she, I I have the blocks of when she's sleeping, but when she's awake, she's awake for about two hours at a time. I have a strict no work policy and I refuse to uh, like, that's where I was feeling unaligned. I think is I was feeling the pressure to work. Mm-hmm. while she was awake and I was like no no this is not why I went into my own business I actually went into it because I love like I wanted to be able to support families the way I wanted to support families but also to be able to have more time with my kids and it's easy for that balance like when you're in small business it never ends like it never ends there's always an email coming through there's always a DM in your Instagram. So unless like what I was finding is that I was more being led by what was being, what was coming my way in terms of um, inquiries and things and not actually going, you know what, what can fit in for me. So yeah. Can you talk me through like how many days do you work? What boundaries have you put in place to make sure that that doesn't bleed out into your family life? Yeah. So just recently at the moment, I, my biggest, um, my biggest support is the membership. So I run Q and A's twice a month and there's four, because there's four different age groups Mm -hmm. So that and everything in the membership is my top priority. So that looks like it's probably four hours twice a month that I have to dedicate to those. So that means like, for example, this isn't a week where I've got the Q and A. So next week, it's sort of like what I've just recently put into place is that I'm going to have a week where I'm not going to have any work. So that'll be sort of, and like I'm, when I say not any work, there'll still always be the emails and, you know, the social media posts and, and being inside the membership supporting the girls in the group and whatnot, but it's not going to be any sort of interviews. It's not going to be any live Q and A's. It's got to be no consults. Even with my consults, it's, I've got two available uh, a fortnight so okay. there's only four consults available a month and again they only are available to people inside my membership yes or my program so it's even just because the reason why I do that is because the fam- families have access to all of this information that they can go through at their own pace and then I'm there as that additional support if they need it so I, I it's not my primary support you know availability because I just don't have that capability to offer as many one-on-ones with working around family life so I guess my business model has changed a lot from when I first started to now my business model is less about that one-on-one support like it's available to families though that have already done the work through my digital products yes so that is 
you know, that that's what I knew was going to be more family friendly. Instead of that trade-off for time for money, you know, like the where you only are making an income for your family if you're offering that one-on-one support because it's limited in its, you know, in what I can offer. And I want to make a big impact to families too, where I can support as many people as I can. It's mm-hmm. very hard to do that. If I could only do that on two consults a month mm. or a fortnight, you know, it's very hard to support a lot of families. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's very, and, and you know, to sort of sum it up, I sort of feel like I'm stepping more into my mat leave now. Like I'll never completely have the zero work mat leave that, most women have um and that I had with the first two but that's fine because that's actually important for me I actually really enjoy my work so it's actually important for me to still be able to work a little bit but when the when it was becoming a little bit unaligned in that I was working more than I was you know that's when I had to make the change how is that bubbles how amazing like props to you first of all for acknowledging early on before you get burnt out or feel like you've missed this chunk of Georgie's life to acknowledge, hang on, no, 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 I'm not in alignment right now. I need to shift something. I need to put in stronger boundaries. And I I doubt your work is any less impactful at the moment. It's just that you're making sure that you're not bleeding that out into all the other areas of your life. You're having strong boundaries around the containers of family life and work life and um, from just like the ins and outs and the logistical point of view, do you get do you book in advance Ryan to have Georgie when you do your videos or content or Q and A's, podcasts, all of that sort of stuff? Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I do. So he knows that, and I, we've got this whiteboard out in the kitchen that is our like communication piece, Perfect. and we obviously talk, but it also helps hugely to have yep. that. Yep. for him to be able to see all right so and I've tried to work around him so that it's at a time you know between 12 and 1 when he'd probably take lunch anyway because he's really busy too mm. um and yeah so it's that time where he can see that he's got to be available between 12 and 1 p.m mm-hmm. on Tuesday Wednesday Thursday of the weeks that so it's a really clear and like it's all subject. Everything will be subject to me potentially needing to change. Um, like when those times are based on what's right for our family. So if, for example, it turns out that I then need to do like change to a morning, like that's where times are flexible. Like I'm making sure that the business is working for me and not the other way around. Like the Q and A times probably aren't always the best for everyone. Like maybe in the middle of the day, it's not a great time for every, but every family is going to have a different time that it works for them. And so that's what, even, you know, with my consults, I've got this strict, you know, on the fortnight that I'm doing them, the only consult time available is going to be at two because at the moment that's when she's sleeping. Yeah. So I'm literally working around like her schedule. (laughs) You're so cute. But like I mentioned before, I actually think, you owning that this is what works for me and this is how my like I am so protective of my family life gives other people permission to own that like I think if we all just did that because I think that's so important like to to spread that message that you are the number one so and like you said you can't you're never going to please everyone so you could try and do something that's a no for you to try and make it a yes for everyone else, but it's still going to be a lot of no's out there that doesn't work for everyone. And so you think, well, why am I going doing something that's not working for me 
when it's still not going to work for everyone else, I might as well honor me first and foremost. And then you're going to show up better on your consults. You're going to show up better on your Q and A's. You're going to be a better version of Jen Butler, happy baby code, sleep support, whatever, you know, hat you're wearing at the time. I think that's so important to have those boundaries around. So do you work at nighttime or do you have a boundary around that as well? I used to always work at nighttime, always, and now I don't. I think that because that comes into my self-care piece mm-hmm. is that by the time it comes to the night, hello, darling, by the time it comes to the nighttime, I'm ready to veg out. I'm ready to refill my tank and mm. get in that self-care. What are you doing, darling? To get in that self-care that way. Um, if I have to, of course I will, but it's like a strict, like I wouldn't be doing my Q&As or something that requires a lot of my brain power mm-hmm. because I'm zapped by the end of the day. Like, And that potentially might change where the evenings actually become easier to do things like that. But at this stage, it is a strict, yeah, it's a no work zone. So really at the moment in terms of work, the pockets that I'm doing would be, I, I probably am not even really doing a lot of work when she is asleep for her first nap because that's when I try and do the gym. So one thing I've really started to step into too is body before business. That was not like, and this is all me making changes like quite often. Like I'm I'm often in self-reflection mode of going, are you out of alignment? And what's more important? So I used to just get straight into work as soon as she was asleep. Up until then, I was always jumping straight into the business. And then I was like, no, go prioritize doing some exercise, something for you. Or if it's not exercise, it might just be something, you know, like that I actually enjoy. I stopped doing that, which means then it's in her second sleep that I'll get like an hour and a half work block maybe. And that's, that's potentially it. So I think that's where I've really, and that sometimes kills me. I'm not going to lie when you're on a roll Mm. and you're like, oh, baby's awake. Like I've got to stop now. I do look forward to having designated work time again, but I also am in no rush to get, you know, like I've um, denied about nannies or I am definitely not prepared for like, and wanting to go down childcare just yet. But even just someone like a nanny in the house for a day where all your role is to feed, you know, or something like that. But at this stage, it's working. It's Mm. fine with what we're doing. And I have just, instead of going, how can I pull in more hours to work? Instead, I've realigned and gone, no, I just need to work less. And so that's where these boundaries have come in is going, yeah, probably means that over the next three months or so, that I might not be doing a lot of interviews or things like that. It's about going, all right, let's cut it down to the basics about what do I have to do? Mm. And I'll build up again. This is a season of life that I'm in. Like in a 12 months time, I'll probably be, you know, I can do so much more, but right now I'm only doing this. I'm only doing what is keeping the, you know, ticking over with what is out there. Yeah, I think that's really important to know for those women listening to this who might be in that thick of, you know, maybe feeling creative pull to want to dive back into work and business, but then also wanting to be at home and be a mum. And I know you and I often talk about this where we're like, oh, one second, we just want to be like a boss babe CEO, run an awesome business. But then we also just want to be like stay at home women who just bake cookies and like never think about business ever again. 
there is it's such a, a hard one to find like a happy medium but I love what you're saying about boundaries this keeps coming up and this is obviously something you're really strong at, at the moment I love that and if anyone wants a good example of boundaries email hello at jenniferbutler.com.au because you will get an automatic reply and I've saved this Jen because I really loved it and it showed really clearly where your boundaries were the automatic reply was super sweet super kind thank you so much for contacting us at the moment, this is where my priorities are essentially. So it was like, you know, if you're a member, this is what I'm doing inside there. If you've just got a question, we'll try our best sort of thing. Like, again, I'm butchering it. Just go email her. <laughs> you're like, do not add to my workload yeah. right now. Do not. All these, email. all these emails come up. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> but I love that. Yeah, that was really boundaries. important for me. And I've seen a few mums in business who I get an automatic reply from and it says, we answer emails on this day between these times and we will try our best. And I'm like, yes, because I think sometimes we can think it's a robot behind the screen where it's mm. a mum with a baby vomiting all over her, trying to do her very best to get back to you. But we need to acknowledge that's a human, you know, like, um, and people who can't respect that, obviously not the customers you want anyway, but it's just really good to put it out there first and foremost. So there's no question about how available you're going to be to people. And I even like what you've done there with prioritizing having those boundaries is really important and we've spoken before about when you're in a service-based business you can get a lot of questions so people want to know hey Jen can you help me with this hey Laura can you help me with this and we so want to help people like you and I at the core of us I believe we just want to help everyone we want to give everyone a hug and say this is what you need to do this is where you need to seek help but we also know we don't have endless amounts of time. So even just prioritizing and it feels hard to do, but saying like right now, my members are going to get the most of my energy yeah. and I'll try my best to get to those other hundred DMs asking for advice right now. But it is most important for me to honor those who have honored me by buying into my services, by providing, you know, like, like giving me you know, their trust that I'm going to pay for you to get your support and mm -hmm. saying, well, you know what? I need to honor them first and foremost. And I know for you and I, that's been really hard to let go of because we get a lot of DMs asking for free advice, which is beautiful. And we, we love helping, but I get, again, is having that boundary around, we can't give everyone the answers, you know, like we can try our best, but we can't be. It's everything to everyone. Yeah. hundred yeah. so percent. Yeah. I think that's really cool to hear, um, where how strong your boundaries are and I think if you're anything like me I was a past people pleaser and I found it really mm. hard to have boundaries and to not answer every single dm or message mm. I got I still find that really hard and I still to be honest try and smash out as many as I can but some days I'm like you know what I'm sorry I'm never going to get around to that and that's okay yeah and that I, I'm exactly the same where it does kill me I want to make sure I respond to every email but this is the whole thing going back to what you were saying before What's the worst that's going to happen if I can't? And I need to protect my energy. And so, like, you know, I think you you find yourself slipping back into bad habits and I'll be trying to swap Georgie on the boob and I'm doing this and I'm trying to get back to everything. I'm like, just put the bloody phone down and be yep. present. With the, like your little baby's here, I know. you know, rubbing her hand and, like, you know, it is, it's just, I think every now and then you almost need to hit rock bottom. Not that I would say I was at rock bottom, but I was getting pretty burnt out. And it's that refresher where I've deleted my Gmail app from my phone. And, you know, I'm like, get it off. I don't need it. If yep. I need to check an email, nothing's urgent. And I've even increased the deadlines probably since we were emailing where I was like, I'll get back to you within 
three to four business days. Like, and that's a long time for some people to be, but like, it's just the season of life that I'm in. Eventually I'll be back to being like, yeah, I'll get back to you in like two days. Like no worries because I've got two or three designated work days or whatever that looks like when we get there. But also when right does now, actually say that nothing, you don't work in emergency medicine. No, so nothing, you don't need to get back to someone in two days time. No, you know I mean? no, that's it's right. In that culture where we get fast, instant gratification, everything's speedy, but you don't have to opt into that. Do you, no. you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think if you make it clear as well. So the expectation is set just because you have more time doesn't mean you ever have to make yourself more available either. No. Like you get the beauty of being a business owner is you get to design your business and your lifestyle to be whatever it needs to be to suit you first and foremost. And I often have that conversation with myself too. And you said it before, it's like, what's the point in running your own business if X, Y, Z. And yeah. I, I've often said to myself, what is the point in running your own business if you're up late at night stressing about yeah. how overwhelmed you are? Or you might as well go work for someone if you can't keep a handle on how much, you know, is bombarding your senses right now. That's on you, Laura, because you can't mm. blame your boss. You can't, you know, like outwardly project that. That's on you if you're overwhelmed. You obviously need to do a better job of outsourcing or putting stronger boundaries up. And I like what you said about the notifications. I've actually, the only notifications I get on my phone are text messages, phone calls, and I have an app called Slack where I communicate oh, with my Slack. assistant. Yeah. But it's very clear that she will only message me on that for things that need to be done right there and then. Otherwise yeah. we have other programs we communicate on. And that's all I have. I don't have WhatsApp anymore for social things. I do not have my emails and I've put such strong boundaries down. So I only check my emails on Monday and Wednesday. Mm, and I don't so actually good. state that. I probably should. <laughs> yeah. People are like, why did she take five days to get back to me? Oh, whoops, yeah. sorry, I forgot to tell you. But, yeah. um, they, that makes me feel so much better. And then you know what? I actually get stuff done faster because then on Mondays and Wednesdays, I, I'm doing it all in one. You know, I'm not yeah. multitasking and switching from this to this to this to this to this. I'm bulk doing emails or I'm bulk, you know, responding in the forum or whatever it is that I'm doing, but I'm, I'm all there. Yeah. And I don't know if you do this, but I, I just get myself in a real fluster when I've got eight tabs open, I'm trying to do eight things at once and I don't get anything done properly um, or efficiently either, even though it kind of feels like multitasking is a good thing. I actually think we're better off doing it less, but more at a time, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And that that's, they, they say that you should do it in those blocks that it's, you know, better to batch those things together. Mm-hmm. And I agree, like, you know, and it's also about like, I'm really into like, and I'm, I'm sort of trying to track my cycle and where, like where you're feeling in your cycle and respecting your energy. Now I'm breastfeeding, so I don't really have a cycle. So it's a little bit awkward, but you can follow the lunar cycle, which I'm also trying to track. And like, you know, you know, sometimes when you do something and you're really articulate and you're like so creative, you've got these great ideas. It's like knowing when you're in that party cycle and that's when you book in your podcast interviews or, you know, these different, these different things. And I'm, I'm really fascinating. I've got to do more work around it because I, I love it. I'm it's- actually going, I'm actually recording a series with Nikki on menstrual cycles and the seasons as well I'm so fascinated in this and this is probably a side topic for a whole other day but I started doing this I've had like four periods in four years but yeah many babies (laughs) 
but I lent into it and I did the same as you, Jen. So I only did lives on Instagram when I was ovulating. So when I was in that spring phase of my cycle, when I felt extroverted and outward and I had all this energy and then I, on my bleed, I only did things that were not forward facing. So yeah. I only did emails and things where I could kind of hide behind the scenes because I felt a bit lethargic and I didn't yes. want to have to pretend like I was chirpy, happy, ready to jump on a podcast because I didn't feel like that. And I wanted no. to be really authentic and even just acknowledging when I was in like my more winter phase, my, my menstrual cycle, that some days I just didn't want to work and I actually just felt really uninspired and unmotivated. And I lent into that and I was like, cool. I know I don't hate my business, even though right now I'm like, I hate everything about it. I know I just need to lean into this and rest because then I found when I, when I really lent into that come my ovulation stage and my spring phase, mate, I was on fire and I, I, you know, quote unquote, made up for the rest periods I was having because I was allowing myself to do it rather than trying to be a man where, you know, I'm steady Eddie all for the cycle. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to have down days where I don't want to do it. I'm going to lean into that. And then when I'm up, I'm going to go hard. I'm going to go really hard and I'm going to get as much out of this period as I can. Uh, as you can tell, I'm really excited and I could talk about this forever. Let's I know. I'm so interested. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm so, I've got to get in touch with Nikki to see if yeah. she does training around it because I want to know more. Like I want to Very do more about it. And, you know, it's not always a pro, like, you know, I think to myself, I'd love to be able to um, schedule my live Q and A's to reflect my, but it's, you know, that's hard to do. But if it, if it is just those little things, like probably right now, if I was properly tracking, I'd be in the menstrual or the, you know, like the coming into the menstrual phase, like, cause I'm not cycling. I don't know mm. because of the way I've been feeling that burnt out feeling that questioning yeah. everything about your whole entire life. And mm. like, you know, but in a sense, it, this is what needs to happen where you go, I am out of alignment. And then I'll probably come out and be like, all right, everyone, let's do this and let's book in that. Jenny is back. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. Just have a little now, have a lot. But like I do. We need to so do karaoke together. Oh, no. It would be a ball. I'm a very good at Disney songs. So just to warn you. My my genre is rap and R&B for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back on track, Laura. Yeah. Um, I would love to know what lights you up most about your business right now and what your next like short-term business goals are. Uh, I love my membership. I love, love, love it. It's everything that I could have ever dreamed of um, because it is my holistic look at like I'm so passionate about that yes, yes, we often talk about sleep. It's always sleep, sleep, sleep. And sleep's a huge component of what I educate families on. But it's so profound making sure that you're addressing the whole child. Like, so, you know, it is looking at feeding like, you know, like our short naps or that's, you know, we know short naps are really biologically normal, but sometimes there can be short naps or the really wakeful baby at night because they're actually windy because feeding's not going great. Like, so there's, you know, it's really about going, okay, how is this going? Or the behavior element in the toddler. Toddlers don't just misbehave for funsies. Like, is it because they aren't eating well and getting in the foods? They're hungry. Like the, if you've ever heard of the Holt analogy, like hungry, um, 
what's the angry, uh, lonely or tired, you know? So it, that kind of helps to sort of see that holistic look. It's like, have you got a tired toddler that was waking at five? Like, you know, so it's my way of delivering my lessons in the way that I love to deliver them, the short, sharp sort of, you know, punchy to the point lessons that I love. But then I get to do my live Q&As and really hone in on parents' problems. And the community inside the membership is just incredible because I think that I'm attracting, obviously, families who share similar values because of the values I have. So we've all got these shared values. And so the community is so supportive of one another. And it's just, I love it. Like, and I know that I can make a grand um, impact with the community. So my next big thing, it's just going to be growing the community. Basically, it's going to be bringing more families in. But along with that, because obviously um, there's only Jen. (laughs) And so if I'm growing the community, that's going to be also bringing in extra support. So my big thing is, um, yeah, bringing in some other people who are going to help to, deliver the expertise and yeah just support everyone within the community because I mean as a maternal and child health nurse obviously I've got a very good grounding in everything I would say my expert expert knowledge is probably in sleep Mm. and I'm also a lactation consultant but even that I sort of think to myself yeah for me it's about also saying well hey I can teach about introducing solids but can I bring someone in who is a pediatric dietitian who mm. is like knowledgeable mm. about this? And, you know, so bringing in those experts to offer that additional support to just bring in those layers. Um, so it's a really, you know, one-stop shop for the first four years of supporting families. I so that's that. where my passion lies and where I'm looking to sort of expand. I love that. I'm, I'm springing this one on you, but I'd love to know, do you have any like wild dreams for, you know, maybe in five, 10 years time? Like, have you always wanted to do a TED talk or, you know, like, I don't know, something completely unrelated or maybe related or anything just crazy and wild that you've dreamt of? At the start, if you'd asked me that when I first started, I would have said that I wanted to be a speaker and to go around to events. And, and it's not that I wouldn't love to do that. Yeah. But I think now I like what has really lit me up is I really love the business side of business. And I think to myself in another world, if I had gone into something like business coaching, marketing, something like that, like, you know, those elements are really fun. I would love to hone in on and even niche down into this place where I could actually help other women in the health industry, maybe even specifically the sleep or breastfeeding or help to develop their brand business. And I mean, that would require me to do extra training because whilst I've done it myself and most of it's self-taught, I would say all of it's self-taught. I, yeah, like I'd love to be able to help other women do that. I'd love it. So that is so random, but like that's actually where all of this is led to. I actually don't even think you need other qualifications though, because yeah, well. you've walked that path before and not to say that you're then going to teach people how to do your exact journey, but you can just help with the mindset 
around yeah. business, like helping people ask the right questions and, you know, like the strategies and all of that, they can probably figure out themselves, but exactly. you know, you can be the coach that just helps them. Oh, I could so imagine you doing that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like it's, I just like really, and I love to see other women succeed. Like I get a lot of messages from women who will be like, how did you start your business? How did you do this? And I'm like, I, and, and like women who are also in my field of work, who is quote unquote, competition like my theory is is there is plenty of work for all of us like and I really believe that and so I I believe in building relationships rather than you know like the I don't know jealousy piece or the oh she's doing more than me because mm. like we yeah we've all got the potential to do anything we want 100%. it's, it's just like you yeah. said, there's an abundance if you have an abundance mindset yes no one is competition we're all here to collaborate and work exactly. together and we'll find our unique audience for us and we don't have to have that scarcity mindset that well you know but that person has my audience and therefore I need to you know like steer mm. clear yeah I exactly because what you bring to is unique to you that's how I've always thought is I am and we were talking about this before we we're recording where the more you step into who you are and like, I'm a dag. I, I have sarcastic. Really? Humor. Yeah. Uh, did, uh, did, did I mention before about Des and Troy? <laughs> I still recall when I first interviewed you and I said to my husband, cause he was like, you were laughing so much. And I was like, yeah, cause she's bloody hilarious. And you would, he said something like, oh, and this doober wacky. And I was like, I love you because you're just so you, you're not pretending to be like, prim and proper Jen no. who sits here and you know talks like this and you know like you are just being you and that's why people connect to you so much and a big passion of mine is being authentic in business and I think it's so important you will attract the people who want to hear it from you there's a million people out there saying the exact same words you are yeah but the way you say it, the tone the person that delivers it is such an important factor so yeah I think authenticity and being you is the most powerful x factor you have in business for sure yeah I think that that is what's going to be like no one can copy you you know what I mean like and I'm not saying that like but as you mentioned before at the end of the day like when you're taught things like I've had conversations with people where sleep like we're saying the same thing everyone's saying the same thing but you it's the delivery and no one can that's you that's how you deliver it and how you teach it mm -hmm. and yeah I think that's so powerful is when you're just like yeah and, and no one can really like me happy. and I I'm happy to be me and yes I'll probably annoy the hell out of some people like I am I call myself the biggest bogan ever like I, that's why I think I'm I just I like a country so gal <laughs> do you um this is a good I'll tell you if you're a bogan or not do you like Daryl Braithwaite's horses? Oh, duh. Okay, okay. <laughs> we are Bogan sisters forever because that I grew up with like a hockey club, um, you know, we used to have like our hockey parties and whatnot. And it was just all the classic Aussie Bogan um, songs. And my husband would tease me because I'd be like, horses, woo! And it's like the final song of the night. That's Love the Jimmy <laughs> Bit of um, living on it. Living on a prayer, you Living know, on a prayer, yeah, classic, not Bush City, yeah, 
and not everyone's going to vibe off that. And I'm sorry if you don't no. like horses as well. Guess you're not our target audience. Yeah, that's and that like it's okay that everyone's got their people that they like, and it's okay. And like, I mean, I am welcome. Everyone is welcome into my yes. community, but I I might annoy some people, and and I think it's taken me a long time to step into that too, yes. because uh, like you know, self professed people pleaser and. You know, it's not nice having someone not like you, but also you've just got to understand that not everyone is going to like you and that's okay. Do you like everyone? No. Right. Yeah. And I remember in the early days, because I was one of the first physios to start some sort of online program. Um, And so when another program would come up, I had a lot of really protective girlfriends and they'd text me and be like, have you seen this blah 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 and they would say things like they're copying you or they're starting and I was like you know what guys like I love you so much and I love that you are like defensive of me but no one is me no one can be Laura Kalia so I have so much confidence that I'm not in competition with anyone you could do the exact pregnancy posse program and replicate that but you're never going to be Laura and I just have the confidence that no one can replicate me and that is my superpower. So I'm going to attract the people who really want to hear it from Laura and those people are going to, yeah, they might have the exact same content or the exact same ideas, but they're going to attract, you know, the exact people that are right for them. So I, I think that's a really cool way to get out of that scarcity mindset and that like competition or being threatened by people doing a similar thing. There rarely is a truly unique idea. Like, you know, someone's probably done it before you, someone's going to do it very similar to you, but no one can be you. And that's where I think if you could be as authentically you as possible, no one can replicate that. Yeah. Now, uh, just last question before um, I'll chat a little bit about the posse, but um, are you a one woman team or do you have help? I have help and I'm, I'm really stepping into bringing in more and more and more help. Um, It started off with the VA who is wonderful and she's sort of doing all of my, you know, if I do the Q and A, she's uploading everything into the portal and, and I really need, I'm actually going to speak to someone tomorrow about um, the course platform that I use a VA that's more honed in to being able to help me there. Because again, I probably do a lot of that where I literally went through everything that I do and I looked at it and went, what do you have to do? What can you outsource? So I've even started to outsource some of my social media, mm-hmm. which is a huge thing. Like, and I must say, I still go over things and make sure that what's been written, like it's all my content because it's like my podcast scripts or my posts I've done before. And, and she's just bringing a new lease of life onto it. Mm-hmm. But I do just like, that's just the perfectionist in me. Um, is just making sure that it's, you know, because it's a big deal having someone where you're sending that information to your community, making sure that it's right. So even that's starting to, I'm starting to move away from that. So like, I really am trying to step into like, if I don't have to do it, then who can do it yes. basically? Yeah. yeah. So yes, it's, it's, there's probably, I'd say that it's me, but that I've got a VA and someone helping with Instagram with the intention of more support coming. Yeah, that's awesome. And VA is virtual assistant for anyone who's like, yes. what are they talking about? The um, I think that's really good because I think sometimes people, again, look at that glossy, Jen's always happy. She always bloody, she looks great, doesn't she? She's always got bloody mascara on, her hair's <gasps> done. Like she's got it together, but it's good to know, I think for some women that 
you have someone helping you. Like you've accepted mm. that, like, I can't do this all on my own. And I think it's really important to go and say, what is the most important things for me to do in this business? Or what am I best at? And then everything else needs to be someone else's problem. I think, cause then you can serve more people. You can give more value because at the end of the day, you being in the back end of your membership, working out technical jargon, that's not your best use of your time because you need to be teaching people. You need to be educating people. You need to be connecting with people. Somebody else will love to do that and you need to give that job to them. Exactly. That's their expertise. Like I actually went to go, I wanted to do a website upgrade and I bought this beautiful template and I actually love plugging away at that sort of stuff. But then I was like, Jen, no, you're going to find someone who can, you know, a VA who's handy with, you know, the um, website creations. Like it doesn't have to be a full, or I might even get a web designer to do it if the budget allows down the track. Like, mm. you know, like it's just, yeah, stopping. I, at the start, I did it all, all of it. And I loved it. And then it's got to the point where I just don't have the time and accepting to, it actually, everything runs better when you've got help. 100%. And I think sometimes, because I started the same way I did, everything um with my husband he did help a lot as well but I found it really hard to get out of that like that grip I had on but everything is mine and everything has my stamp on it and trusting someone else to take over that especially if it's forward facing so I hired about a year and a half ago my first team member Kat lovely lady if you're in the membership you'll have heard from Kat before but that was really hard for me to let go because I'm like oh but I'm now trusting her to talk to my members. You know, that's a big, this is my baby. This is my creation. I have to trust somebody else to look after that in a way now. And I think, but once you do it, it feels so good. And once I've released the jobs I don't need to do anymore, and I've recognized that my best use is to get on the podcast and talk to people, is to jump on lives, is to create content. That is the best use of my time. I do not need to work out how to get, you know, why is that member's password not working? And like I had to really acknowledge that's not for me. And now that I've done it, it's so liberating. And now I'm like, no way, Jose, I'm never doing that again. And I'm really, really good now at having boundaries around. That's not a role I need to do. And if I don't have the capacity, um, if I, sorry, like if say cat can't work it out, well, I need to get someone else. It's still mm. not a role I need to do sort of thing. So, um, for me at the moment, like we're in the works of creating an app and getting a postnatal program up and running, which is so exciting. <laughs> and like, I feel, I hate talking about it to be honest, because it's been in the works for two years now. And I've, I've been so excited about it before and then got people's hopes up and then not being able to deliver it. And I felt really upset about that. And I felt like I was disappointing people. Um, So I've just recently hired a second person in my team, which has been a real financial risk. But I knew I don't have capacity right now to get this app off the ground and to get this postnatal program off the ground. So I can either just let the business tick along as it is until I've finished having my family and I have more capacity to be able to jump into it. Or I can still aim for the stars, but get someone else to help me do it. And that's what I really had to sit with myself and be like, what's more important? I was like, it is most important to me right now to serve as many women as possible and to take my beautiful pregnancy posse members 
And right now, this is how I feel. I feel like I am nurturing them so well. And then they have their babies and I'm like, oh, well, good luck. See yeah. you later. And I hate that about it. I really like it kills me every time a woman is like, oh, I loved your program. I love the pregnancy posse. I've just had my baby. I'd so love for you to have a postnatal program. What do I do? And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need yeah. to be out there to women, but I can't. I'm so capped right now. So yeah, I've just hired this lady and I'm so excited. And it feels like more work sometimes when you take on a new person because you have to teach them. You can't really just throw someone in and expect them to do it all. So, you know, there's a lot more work from your end, but I'm just so excited to actually be able to get it up and running. And yeah, like that's that is my- so exciting. Oh, that's my dream at the moment for the posse. And yeah, to be able to have the capacity of someone else to do that is just, yeah, so exciting for me. And I'm only just coming out of that. I had some pretty strict boundaries around work after Luca. Um, Mm -hmm. I pretty much didn't work for the first six weeks, Mm. similar to you. And it felt really, really good. But now I can feel myself coming out of that newborn haze and like actually feeling some energy and some creativity and wanting to get like my fingers stuck into it, but then also marrying that with wanting to be super present with my baby. So I have a similar boundary with, I do not work at nighttime unless like absolutely necessary, but do not work at nighttime. And I do not work with my kids around. So phone, it's like phones down as soon as um, baby's awake or other kids are home. And I pretty much have two days a week that I get it done. So my kids are at daycare two days a week. Cause a lot of women ask me this as well. They're like, how, how do you do this? I mm. do not understand. And so I, I like to be transparent about these things because I'm like, it's not just me. First of all, I have someone yeah. who helps me. I have an amazing husband like you who can take Luca right now. I, they must've just been walking past the house cause I could hear her crying, but she doesn't <laughs> need a feed. So we're all good. But you know, I have an amazing husband that I can book in and if not I was thinking about this because I I could see how people could be like oh lucky you your husband's around because they both run their own businesses even if he wasn't I would still I would find someone to look after her so I don't think it's easy enough to say oh lucky you because if I didn't have that option I would pay someone to come and sit in my bedroom or whatever it needs to be to allow me to have two or three hours or like you were saying before like pay someone to come to my house like a high school student or you know someone who's just looking for a bit of extra cash to be at home and I just feed and then for the other parts of it they look after the baby so I can get this stuff done because it's such a high priority for me to run my business right now it fills me up but I also just love serving women that I'd make it work you know like I think I can see how it's easy, like I, it's easy to find excuses. And I'm not saying that this is everyone's truth, but the other day I was saying to JA, I say a lot, oh, I just, being a mum is my first role right now and I just don't have time or I just, and I was like, is that me using motherhood as a crutch or as an excuse mm. to not get certain things done? And sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Sometimes I am just overwhelmed or at capacity, but I think it's really cool to co- constantly check in and be like, is that true? Am I actually using that as an excuse to not do the big scary thing right now? Could there be another way around it sort of thing? Like, so I find myself often having that dialogue with, yeah, like, am I not stepping into my greatness right now? You know, that quote, um, we, it is not our darkness. We are afraid of it's our light or something like that. Or Mm. it's, it's so true though. I think sometimes women particularly like it's so scary to like shine bright and it can be easy to hide behind the veil of 
too busy, too many things. But when you actually go, no, 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 I can make this work if I want to. Yes. It's really liberating, I think. So liberating. So we um we self-sabotage a lot. Hundred percent. We get we we often are the ones that get in our way. Yeah. Like, and once you actually start to be reflective and sort of realize that, that that's when I think that you can really like meet your potential. I think. 100%. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. And I look at my husband, who's like an amazing entrepreneur. He has incredible ideas. He backs himself 110%. I've learned so much from him because he's like, if, if there, if you have an idea or if you have a desire, it's just a matter of how, like, what do I need to do to get there? Whereas I question myself so much and he's really backed me in with physio Laura, with the pregnancy posse. He's such a big part of why I do what I do. Cause when on those days where I'm like, Oh, it's all too hard. Give it up. I'll just Mm -hmm. too hard. We'll do it when I'm, you know, the kids are 10 years old. I'm like, no, if you believe in me, why don't I believe in me? I need to back myself in here and find a way. Yeah. Just be resourceful, like find a way and yeah, this, oh my God, I could talk about business all day. I freaking I know, love it. me too. But <laughs> hello, mamas. I really hope that you loved that episode and that maybe it gave you a really good insight into the behind the scenes look. I think it can look a bit glossy on the outside sometimes. You know, the Instagram life where it looks like, oh, it must be so easy. Maybe, maybe that's what you think. Maybe you don't, but maybe you think it must be easy for Laura and Jen to run a business from home and have the babies work alongside you. And don't get me wrong, that is beautiful. It's so much of what I love. I don't have to leave my baby right now. She is in the room next to me. She is sleeping while I jump on and do this. I get to serve pregnant women and be a mom. And I'm so grateful I get to do both. But it's also not as shiny, I guess, or as um, highlight reel as it comes across. You know, there's a lot of struggles. I There's a lot of mindset shifts that I've had to make to be able to feel abundant in business and to not feel stressed and overwhelmed and feel like I get to be a present mother. And yeah, whilst we weren't trying to necessarily teach anything today, it was just a chat between two friends that we felt we wanted to air to a wider audience. I do hope you resonated with some of what we spoke about. And as always, I would love to hear from you over on my socials at PhysioLaura. Jump onto my latest post about this podcast and comment or jump into my DMs and let me know if you are a mum trying to work out this blend and if you have any tips or tricks around how you juggle business and babies and what boundaries that maybe you had to put in place to be able to do both well and what mindset shifts you had to you know, adjust so that you could do it. And yeah, I could talk about business all day. It's a real passion of mine, which I never would have thought years ago I would be interested in, but I really love talking about business. For me, and I'm not sure if you feel the same, but business and parenting have been the two biggest personal development journeys I've ever been on. So running my own business and parenting my own children is like the shiniest mirror in front of my face, just showing me all the ways I'm not showing up and where I need to be better. And, you know, it's really been the ultimate personal development tool. So yeah, it's it's such an amazing journey to be on. I love talking about business. So come and jump over at Physio Laura and let me know. And again, if you are a busy pregnant mama and you're listening to this and thinking oh where am I going to find time to do it all 
Remember how important it is to prioritize your health, your mental health, your physical health during pregnancy. If you're finding it hard to find the time, if you don't know where to go for support and guidance and, you know, give me the things to do when I'm pregnant, you know, I don't know what to do. Come and join me inside the Pregnancy Posse. I promise you it is the easiest way to navigate pregnancy. I give you the workouts. I give you the education. I give you the mamas to chat to. I give you me every week on a Q&A to ask all your questions. It is just the most efficient way I think you could do pregnancy. That's why I designed it because I felt like I needed that during my pregnancy. So if you're finding it hard to fit it all in, 10 to 15 minute workouts, a whole education library, I walk you week by week through your pregnancy with what you need to know. (laughs) So thepregnancypossy.com, trial it for seven days. Uh, I'll leave that there. You can come chat to me then. (laughs) But I will catch you soon for episode five in this hashtag mum life series where we're going to be, it's quite a funny, light chat about mum hacks, mum fails, and where our reality of motherhood has not quite matched up to our expectations. So it's quite a funny chat. I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss any of these episodes being released. The next one's going to be a funny one. So I will catch you ladies then. Have a wonderful rest of the day. And I hope wherever you are, if you are a mother trying to juggle business and growing a baby, that it is working really well for you right now. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.